1: Good afternoon, everybody, and uh, we're trying for yet a second time to get our chakras done. Um, Chakras, uh, (laughs) something that we have talked about and talked about and talked about. Um, It comes up in conversation all over the place. It's a term, a word that we throw around constantly it is uh, something that I have heard people say. Oh, they're ancient, 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 and the color systems and everything have been around for thousands of years. And uh, no, they haven't. <laughs> now, uh, the 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 element the the word chakra has been around for about 2,700 years. It first appears um, in in some of the Upanishads. Um, Writings, the, the uh, you know, the ancient writings of the Hindu texts and stuff like that, uh, it, it, it appears about 2,700 years ago. Uh, so that's the very first mention of chakras. and And they were in, in the Upanishads, mentioned as vortexes, or energy energy centers within the etheric body. Yeah, there is. Sin- oh. Somebody asked in the chat r- in the chat room is there sound and I'm answering him and uh obviously he can't hear me. or He wouldn't have asked that question. Hopefully somebody'll tell Eric to refresh his screen or something and we can keep on going. Um the term chakra has has applied to an energetic field that that is in the etheric body. It's n- and and Wait, before I even start, I have to I have to say any information about chakras that you see read or or hear about is theory only. There is no scientific proof that they actually exist. Now, if you want an energetic proof, yeah, you you can you can definitely feel the energy of chakras, you can feel their presence within the auric field of someone. But can is there scientific proof that they're there? No, there's not. Uh, they have been talked about for 2,700 years, which, which would probably lead one to believe that there has to be some validity to them because they've been talked about for so very long, and, and we have learned many times over that, that things that have been myth and, and mystical from the, from the far distant past thousands and thousands of years ago um, aren't actually myths, but they are, some, they are in actuality there. Now, when, when 2,700 years ago they were talking about um, the chakras in, in the Hindu writings, they were talking about energy vortexes that were in the etheric body and And later on, a little later on, they gave um they they represented them with lotuses with different numbers of petals for each of the chakras uh the 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 designation that um the the the, the designation as to um i guess wait I want before I even say that uh the chakras are all equal there is not one that is more powerful than the other they are literally energy vortexes within the auric field of the human body and there are there are those that say there are 7 there are those that say there are 8 there are those that say there are 13 there are those that say there are 888 uh and and i guess in in reading all the material if you read what i sent you and and if you looked at my website Every teacher, every philosopher, everyone has a theory, and they're all absolutely 100% right for the person that is telling you what, what their theory is. There is no right or wrong theory to the chakra system. So long as you stay consistent with what your theory is, it works. Uh, and and uh, what I am going to be, I'm, trying, I'm going to try to share with you my philosophy And and what I believe in. But but I want to I want to tell you up front here that what you're getting is is what I've learned, what my philosophy is, what I have sort of sorted through and feel is is for me validity. It's my theory. But my theory could easily change tomorrow. So it's, it's important that, that you read and that you, you investigate and that you pay attention to what a lot of people have to say. And whatever feels right and truthful to you is, is what you should, you know, hold on to. Don't let anybody shove something down your throat. It's, it's really important To understand here that that when we're talking about chakras we're talking about something that cannot be proven one way or another at this point in time can an energy worker feel the chakra system yes of course they can but again that's not scientifically proven and 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 in order for something to really 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 exist as far as science and and most of the skeptics out there today you have to be able to prove it now um, the chakras, in my opinion, are in the energetic field that floats right right above the physical body. The chakras are not themselves within the body from what from the reading that I have done it 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 really is very clear that the chakras are are in that field that um not the aura but in the etheric body field that is around our body. So that it and the etheric field is of course connected to the physical body, and um they are spinning vortexes they they have energy in them, and they help to to flow you 've heard me talk about opening spiritual channels so that creative energy can flow through the channels and manifest within our reality you 've heard me say that a gazillion times. It is partially through these chakra systems that that those channels are opened, and the Hindus and the Buddhists called it, uh, and the Chinese called called the energy the chi. Um, it's prana. It has lots of different names, but it it is it is through those systems that that the energy that we call spiritual energy flows through us. There are two kinds of energy that that. When you talk energy, that you're talking about, Uh, if you're talking about physical energy, you know the kind of energy that comes from our human from our human physical body. You know, we feed feed with fuel, we take vitamins, we rest, we exercise. That that sort of energy is called vital energy, and it has nothing to do with spiritual energy. Spiritual energy comes from a whole nother place. It comes from higher consciousness. It comes from a link to the infinite, to the cosmos. It is absolutely a, you know, a, a never-ending um, supply of, of energy that we have open to us if we tune into it, tap into it, and, and decide to let it flow through us. It is that spiritual energy that generates the energy within the chakra system. Now, the chakra system... At, at the moment of of the moment of not 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 conception so much, but but when life begins within the fetus, the chakra systems are activated, and they are never ever ever totally closed down. They can they some can be slow or sluggish but but there's always one part of them there's always an aspect of them that is functional and flowing. If your chakras all flow, you know closed down and and stopped flowing, we would die, but there's no way to actually do that they They kind of peter out after the spirit has left the body, they kind of wind down like an engine who's run out of gas now. Spiritual energy is that energy that is generated obviously by spirit. It is a never ending supply so so when you when you hear um, people in the metaphysical field saying, "Oh my God, I have no more energy, I have no more spiritual energy. I can 't go on, yada, yada." they 've been using their vital energy because spiritual energy energizes you, it creates joy in you it, it It absolutely gives you a high that is unbelievable. It is an amazing energy to work with and and it it doesn't, it, it generates energy for us. It does not in any way tire us. The only time if you 're doing uh, spiritual work or, or phys- if you 're doing work that you quote unquote think is a spiritual thing and you find yourself exhausted you 've been using your vital energy. And you haven't been been drawing on the universal energy that is that is out there and available to you. Uh, and it's the same thing with with readings. And you know, I, I'm going to briefly go into this. Um, you have psychics, and you have psychics who are spiritual, and psychics who are not spiritual. Psychics who are just, and, and I don't mean just, but a psychic can get exhausted because they do use their vital energy. They're giving you what they're getting from their cards or from whatever, but they are using their vital energy. A psychic who is also a spiritual psychic will be channeling spiritual energy and will not be tired, no matter how many readings they do. They'll be climbing off the walls, they'll be higher in a kite because spiritual energy gives you gives you a high that is unbelievable. Now, a long time ago, I, 25, 30 years ago, I sat in on a lecture done by a woman named Susan Shumsky. And I don't even remember what it was about, but I do remember I stole one phrase from her, and I do give her credit for it. Um, but it's something that, that I have found valid, and I've tested it out all over the place, and I've shared it with a lot of people, and, and those people I've shared it with have agreed with me. So I, I find that there is some validity to it um she said that that if you can walk away from a a lecture a workshop or a reading and you feel joyful and excited you have a smile on your face and you feel good you've had a spiritual reading if you if you get a reading and it's like yeah that's okay yeah thank you you know um you've been you've gotten a psychic reading and it's up to you to determine what kind of reading you want. I guess there, there are times and places in your life where you really don't want a spiritual reading. You want a psychic reading, and just a plain old psychic reading. And, and I don't mean to, to in any way talk down to a plain old psychic reading. Um, often that's good old common sense, among other things. But, but psychics do have the ability to tap into your energy and to pull information from your energy. It's, it's in my opinion... Um, I want the spiritual stuff, but not everybody does. And, and so that's why there are so many of us out there that do so many different things. And, um, and it, it's, it's really a very exciting thing. Deb just typed in, I was taught that energy begets energy. It does, but physical energy begets phy- physical energy and spiritual energy begets spiritual energy. Um, they are not interchangeable. And they really don't have anything to do with one another. Um, okay, that if you are depleted, you are expanding, not sharing the energy. Um, if you're depleted, you have been utilizing your vital energy, because your vital energy it, it that that is something that that absolutely you can run down. It's just like you know you you run you run a marathon and you're exhausted. So that so that. Um, that's your vital energy. You've been churning around. You've been in your physical body totally. You haven't been in your spiritual body. You haven't been in the spiritual side of you. You haven't been pulling that spiritual energy into you. And most often I would think those that actually win marathons do channel uh, spiritual energy at the same time so that they've got the, the twofold energy flowing through them at the same time, and that gives them the endurance that... Um, you know helps them to finish the fights the fights the the race the race the whatever but back to chakras um the element of having the colors on the chakras that didn't come about until the 1970s when when several people but the one that i i have found was most profound and that's only because i read his book is cw ledbetter and um he wrote an amazing book on chakras and and from that and and before that it was um Sir John Woodruff and he wrote that uh, that book The Serpent Power which talked about kundalini energy and he put the colors on them then as well so that so that um it it you know, that's about when the color system took off, that's about when the colors were put onto the chakras, that's about when, you know, the rainbow concept of the red, yellow, blue, green, purple. Um and, and so it's 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 um It's something that is, is, again, he put it on, he used the rainbow colors. It it maybe made it easier for people to remember which chakra was which chakra because of the spectrum. Um, It made probably perfectly good sense to him at the time, but but the colors have nothing to do with the chakras, and yet it is how we identify them. So that, you know, if I say the red chakra, everybody knows I'm talking about the root chakra, but... um, I In my chakra system that I use, I use you know red, orange, yellow, blue, green, purple, white, and I put I put white at the crown because to me that 's cosmic energy, and that 's white, and that's how, um, that 's how that 's how the colors in, in my philosophy work, and that 's how I identify the chakras by those colors, so that sometimes um when i'm when i 'm doing a reading or something, I will get a flash of a color, and I will know that that level of energy is what 's going on there, and I can go to that level of energy and I can you know take information from there. I know what 's going on uh, if if there 's a past life in one of the chakras you know you 're pulled to it, and the easiest way to identify them now, because we 've spent so many years using the colors i mean fifty years um it, 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 it has become commonplace for us to do this. But as I said before, every teacher, every philosopher, every theorist has their own ideas as to exactly what the chakra system is. Um, I was taught that there is a very thin um, single-cell fiber, uh, fibrous material, that actually in the etheric body does connect the chakras. And that excessive use of and excessive use of um, drugs, uh, alcohol, um, you know, anything that is, that will actually in any way alter your your, your consciousness, um, it, it can be it can be torn, ripped, or, or shredded, and and in in some way it doesn't mean your chakras don't get energy or anything like that. It means that they're not communicating with each other the way they should. So so that, you know, those people who those people who drink heavily and then decide to be spiritual and do readings, they don't have the the um, the connections inside of themselves to go as far as they could go had they not damaged that that, that wonderful network. And and it's not something that, that is that is physically torn or rendered. It's almost as though it just sort of dissipates because of because of what you're putting into your body. Has nothing to do with consciousness. I don't think it has to do with the fact that that your body isn't supporting that aspect of the energetic field the way that it should. Now, um, there are so many different theories, and I gave you a whole bunch of them because I thought that it was it was fascinating how um, how everybody uses them differently, how everybody looks at them differently. Um, they are they are the way that that. Um, during you know Kundalini Yoga, the way that the colors go up um, on 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 the on the spine and along the spine and then back became um, became the caduceus for the uh, for the uh, doctors. Um, and and Glennis, yes, colors do vary according to the individual, and and so so that when when you determine what fits for you in each chakra. That's perfect. So long as you stay consistent with it, um if you if you change your colors around, it, it it's sort of like you have put labels on your chakras. Your higher consciousness is, you know sees those labels and and uses them accordingly when it's giving you information. And you could easily have put um, the colors in in the exact different order and your consciousness after understanding exactly what that order was would give you information according to what you have labeled that chakra the chakras are there i do believe then and um and and they do they do um, they do provide vortexes and they do provide channels of energy and they do open us to a lot more of the cosmic energy that's out there. There are lots of really, really good meditations. A lot of them start with the crown and they go down to the heart and, they, and the feet and, and they go back and forth. So it's the crown and the root and then it's the third eye and it's the second chakra and then it's the throat and then it's the... um third chakra and they all blend at the heart and it's from the heart that we send out the prana to the universe. I mean, they're wonderful, wonderful, wonderful theories out there. But again, it, it, they're they're only valid for the people that created them. If you want to embrace them, that's fine. It becomes right for you. And um, so, oh, my screen just went blank. <laughs> okay. So we have Labeled them with colors. Then, yeah, we've labeled them with colors, and and at one point in time, they were labeled with lotus blossoms. Each chakra had different um, had different numbers of petals. Now, way back when, you know, twenty seven hundred years, even two thousand years, even even a thousand years, back in the olden days, chakras were were We were just another part of the system they were cre- They were attached with meridians, and they you know energy ran along the meridians. If you get right down to it, we are electro- electromagnetic beings our our nerve endings are electric so so that so that you know we there, there is electricity running through us at all times and and so the chakras are just another level of energy and please understand what i what what i'm really trying to get across to you is they are not inside our body they are they are in the etheric body that 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 surrounds the physical body and so you can and and, and yet they are they are connected to the physical body as well so that so that when you are um scanning some if you're a, if you 're a Reiki uh, practitioner when you 're scanning a person 's body, you can feel the energy centers as you go along, but you 're feeling them from the etheric body, not from the physical bo- body excuse me the etheric body mirrors the physical body but just subtly different um, with with greater sensitivity and um, more intricacy. Uh, the physical body has its channels, its nerve endings, its its veins, its muscles, its organs, and all of that stuff. The etheric body is an energetic reflection of all of that, but it has the greater sensitivity of the spirit within it as well. So that so that yes, I I believe that you have seven, possibly eight, because at one point I was looking at at their their. Um, the the uh, one somebody wrote, and I, I think I have it in here someplace. Um, that that there are um, um, there are like oh, oh wait, that was one other cute thing I had, and I'm not sure you, any of you caught it. I do know some of you have actually read the material that um, Edgar Casey said that the seven churches of the Book of Revelations. Are the endocrine glands, and these are associated scientifically with the chakras, so that um they subtly kind of appear in revelations, though they aren't called the chakras uh, but the the um the the eight chakra theory I really liked um and it made great sense to me and and while while the first was called. Where'd she go? The first was called security and survival. The second was called creativity. The third, that would be the um, throat chakra, action and balance. Um, The fourth was love and compassion. That's the heart. The fifth, um, oh, no, wait, we're going the other way. First chakra is the root chakra. That's security and survival. Second chakra is the orange, um, creativity. I call that birthing energy, too, to create. Uh, third, third chakra is yellow, that's action and balance. Fourth, that would be the heart, um, love and compassion. The fifth is the throat, that's projective power of the word, hearing and speaking the truth, the teacher. The sixth um, would be the third eye, and that's wisdom and identity. The seventh is humility and vastness, it's also the tenth gate of the seat of the soul, and the eighth chakra, which would be above our crown, is the aura, which is radiance. And I like the eight chakra theory, so I think I may adopt that. So, um, so you know, it, it's as you go researching, as you go looking into all of these these different chakras, um, you're, you're going to find that that. You're going to personalize it tremendously. On my website, and I did send you all to my website. I gave you the link. Um, the, I have the. I have a lot more material on them. It it um, it goes into the animals and the flowers and the Bach flower remedies and the foods and. The gemstones and I don't know, even the animals in some cases attributed to the different chakras. All of that material, by the way, is is within the last fifty years. What the Hindus and the Buddhists did do with the chakras way, way back twenty six, twenty seven hundred twenty, seven hundred years ago, they did um connect a tone or a sound. A tone, uh, you know, like A B C D E, and uh, you know, a tone with each of the chakras. Um, I can resonate to that, and and I do believe that there are um, there are meditations out there using um, using tuning forks, and and you can you can actually feel the different parts of your body resonate with um, with the different tonal qualities. So that so that it 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 is um it's so that is something that has been uh, din, done din, did done since antiquity, um, and antiquity is twenty seven hundred years old. I read one I read one article that said a brief history of of the chakras and and how do you do a brief history of something that's twenty seven hundred years old? You know, it's just just a tad hard I think. Um, so so it it is it is something that you you want to look into the tonal qualities of them everything else um is reasonably new everything else is is sort of within the last 50 60 years um the Qi kong has been around for a long time and that it's it it deals with with um the the energy system in the body and and the circulation of the qi or the chi um and, and it, it, it is, again, a spirit energy that we're talking about. When we talk about the chakras, we're talking about a spirit energy. We're not talking about a physical energy. We're talking about something that can't be seen or, or smelled or heard. Now, if you're, if you're a practitioner in Reiki and, um, and, and you, you have worked with energy and you can feel energy, Yep, Ekankar believes the sound of who is the tone for all uh, from God. It is. And, and the other uh, tone that is the universal tone, the name for God, is Om. And um, if you have ever, if you, if you want to get chills throughout your body that you won't believe, find a, a, a Tibetan temple or a, a, a Buddhist or a Hindu um, temple, but, but one, that, one that, is, that does the chanting. And be present when 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 oh two or three thousand people do the ohm, you will feel your body resonating and and absolutely um, tingling with the energy that that the ohm can do to you. It is just profound i I really wish there were some way to um, to replicate that and i don't i don't know that there is i I know that there are um CDs out there that have the ohm in it and it's it's just not the same. It it's it's not the same yeah you know, unless you are physically in the presence of the vibration of the voices and your voice is a part of them that you suddenly are swept away into a oneness that is that is like being in the presence of God. We talked about bliss on some show I was on. I I don't even remember if it was on mine or not, but but, but the aspect of Absolute bliss, and that's what being in 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 the presence of 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 an om chant and it does it goes on for um sometimes it'll go on for half an hour it's a constant ohm and it is just um it's transcendent it's absolutely transcendent and so um you know i i I know that around here there are a couple of are uh, of monasteries. I almost called them monkey areas. Um monasteries where, where you can go and you can sit and chant. Uh I I think it's Sri Shmoy or whatever. Um he's got one around here in, in Connecticut. There's one in New York State. Uh it and and to go and sit where the chanting is happening is is just amazing. Um it is, it is an experience you will never, never, never forget. And most of them that I know of are, are absolutely free. If you have to pay to do it, don't do it because they're trying to get money out of you, and that's ridiculous. I mean, if, it ha- if you have to pay 3 or $5 to get in or whatever, that's fine, but um, nobody should put a price on spiritual experiences. It just shouldn't happen. But that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. Um, there are a lot of new age writers out there that have all sorts of um, different different ways of interpreting the chakras uh some people say that all of your experiences are are uh filtered through the chakras and I guess that's i i would i would I would kind of go with that because um it the the, the that that etheric body becomes the base for the aura and and when i look at someone and i draw energy from them it, it it's through the aura that that it's coming and and so so i get yeah i would say that that's probably very accurate uh there are like i said there are tons and tons and tons of of explanations of the chakras and and while i totally uh you know and i put as many as i could find in uh, on, in the short amount of time that I had, and I hope it doesn't confuse you. What I wanted to do was to let you see how many different philosophies there are, and you have absolutely every right in the world to make up your own philosophy and share it with other people. There's no, you know, there's no problem with that. Um, my only, my only, what's the word I want to use? My only um, caution is that your philosophy is 100% accurate for you. Don't try to cram so, it down somebody else's throat. That doesn't work because it won't work for them. They have to find and embrace and become a part of their own theories. And, and lots of times, um, you know, people have the same theory. I, I know that uh, a lot of people go um, blue and indigo, or not blue and indigo, but purple and indigo for the... Uh, third eye and the crown, and I just go purple and white. And that's what it is for me when I'm looking at someone, and, and, and I'll tell you exactly what happens when you get into this position. Um, I'll use me as an example. I have basically programmed my higher consciousness to when I'm looking at or getting information about any of the chakra systems that are in the human body, if, if that's the information that I'm, that I'm seeking for, reaching for, my higher consciousness knows what color to put on that information. It's sort of like, you know, we have a language, my higher consciousness and I. And so each of us has the right to do and to program themselves in, in, in that way themselves. So, yes, it's intention, absolutely, Glenis so that so that so long as you stay consistent and and that's that's the main word here that's consistency um you're going to find um you're going to find that this works this this the chakra system with colors will work fabulously for you uh but but don't tell somebody that the colors have been there for 2700 years because they've been there 50 years and they've done a very good job and um you know, everybody's happy with them, and but but it's a very new thing. Uh, I've heard I've heard some practitioners talk about how the colors have been there since the very beginning of chakras, since the beginning of time, and and you cringe a little bit. Uh, it, it's sort of like if you're going to teach, if you're going to to share, at least do the homework. Um, okay, so Glennis said. To have a color that suits is a way of communicating with what each season feels. Saves having to wonder how to decipher each time when it's coming to you. Absolutely, absolutely. And the the um, the 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 um, definitions of the chakras and the colors is is really pretty much global now. You know, if if you want to switch colors around, or if you want to add a turquoise here for the left ear, or whatever, you know, for heaven's sakes, do it. It's fine. There's no problem with that. But um, there are there are the, the chakras are are so much more than just pretty pinwheels that are spinning here, and and um, it's important to understand that they have an amazing function w- within our everyday life. That, that sometimes if, if we haven't really worked spiritually with, with, with pulling the energy in from the cosmos, if we are so focused on the physical day-to-day thing that, that we haven't opened ourselves up to the, to the cosmic energy that's out there as well, we can be exhausted. It can lead to depression because we haven't got that other aspect of our body functioning as well as it could, flowing as well as it could so that so that it's important especially the more and more and more aware you are of um of, of this aspect of yourself the better you're able to sort of um feel, you know when feel feel changes within yourself and and realize that you know maybe I haven't connected maybe I haven't done the creative things that bring the energy into that to the, to the chakras and and, and maybe maybe the cosmic energy isn't flowing as well through me as it could sometimes when life gets in the way we put aside those things that are the most important for us to really have in our lives those things that don't cost any money that that we can utilize to make our reality a better place to be in so that so that though i'm not though i'm not a meditator um in the traditional sense of the word i do stand um, often before well not now, it's cold out there but, but I would often stand at, um, outside on my deck and, and look at the pond and look at the woods beyond and just breathe it all in and, and, and feel my breath flowing through my body and when you're taking in, when you're looking at something beautiful like nature and you're breathing it in and it's becoming a part of you it hits the spiritual aspects it hits those 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 um, it hits the chakras. Um, okay, uh, Eric asked me, can I say anything to address the existence of minor chakras besides the seven major ones? I've decided there are eight now, um, only because it makes great sense to me. so um yeah, there are there are if if we look at the chakra system as a highway system. And branching off from the highway system are service roads and country roads and minor roads. And at the end of each of them um, is, is, a, is an energy center. It's sort of like at the tip of every finger is, is a, an, a mini chakra. And sometimes if you're rubbing your hands together real fast to kind of get the, the energy moving within your hands and then you make that energy ball, um, you know, we, it's something that everybody does. Um, now you're all going to tell me you've never done it. But, <laughs> but it's, it's that energy ball and you can feel the energy. And as you feel the energy bounce between your two hands, you will feel that your fingertips have, have that sensation and you can almost feel the swirling energy. You have, you have um, a tremendous. I mean, th- there are major. It's sort of like it's sort of like a deck of cards. You have major and minor arcana, and, and in the tarot deck, you have, you know, your, your royalties and your lower suits. Um, there are smaller chakras that go throughout the body, and they follow along the meridians, and they become smaller and smaller and smaller as they reach our extremities. But they're all there, and and it's important to take time, you know, if you do it just once a week, I'd be really, really thrilled if you just lay down and, and do it when you're not tired because otherwise you'll go to sleep. But but lay down on the floor or on your bed or wherever and, and just relax and with your hands up, not down, but up, um, you know, next to you on the bed. Don't, don't hold them above in the air or anything like that. Relax and 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 very consciously go through first first the chakras and and feel them uh feel them rotate rotating but don't don't visualize them in you visualize them floating above you so that you can almost see them as they as they rotate and and you'll see that they do it front and back so that so that you know the more you 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 visualize it the more you see them and the more that you see that they are they are going clockwise and then counterclockwise and clockwise and then counterclockwise um they they are vortexes of energy they are bringing cosmic energy cosmic chi um prana whatever you want to call it they're bringing this wonderful cosmic energy into your body and then after you've done the major eight chakras then 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 look at the look at you know go go down from from your shoulder to your elbow to your wrist to your fingertips and each of those areas has sh- have chakras in them as does the palm of your hand as as do the toes on your feet and and um gosh you know what i didn't send you um and and i don't know if it's if it would be of any interest to you i have charts that show the pressure pressure points on the ear the hands and the feet and, and they would be, you know, places where there are chakras. And, and they would be chakras that you would, you would, you would put energy into if you were doing a massage of any sort. And it, it gives you an idea as to what parts of the body are going to be affected by, by massaging in these particular areas. I'll, I'll send those all to you later. I'll send you the uh, charts for them. Um, i didn 't draw them I, I took them off the internet, but they 're really cool charts um but but if you visualize the chakras, if you close your eyes and you see them rotating but please don 't if you if you if you want to have a color to them, put a color to them you don 't need to. They are vortexes of light um yeah i 'll send them out to you eric i 'll send them out to everybody after we 're all done um see them as, as light, as, as vortexes of light. If you want to put colors to them, go ahead. If it's easier for you to understand, put the colors to them. But, um, but, but if you can spend 15 minutes a day seeing the energy swirling in all of those chakras, it's sort of like, it's, you know, I, I've said if you acknowledge the coincidences in your life, the universe sends you more. And so it's the same thing with the chakras. Your conscious recognition of them gives them greater validity within your reality. Now, if, you, if, you just, you know, if you're just sitting around saying, yeah, I got seven, eight chakras, um, and, you know, yeah, my throat chakra hasn't been, you know, it's been sluggish lately, and you don't do anything about it then you're ignoring the fact, that, and, and you're not taking seriously the fact that there is a chakra there. So, so um, as we come into, um, it, this is our last class until the second week in January. And um, I am going to give you, I, I, I am going to request of all of you to um, pick up a very cheap spiral notebook in Staples or wherever, yeah, a cheap one, a cheap one, and what I'm going to do is every week I am going to send you an assignment to write about within that book. Uh, one week it's going, to be, um, it's going to be, it should be a gratitude journal for you. And, and so every day you will sit for at least 15 minutes and write what you're grateful for. And you cannot repeat the day before or or 2 days before you have to it always you have to be grateful for something else and something different each day. And then the next week I will be I will be sending you um a different assignment that you know and we'll work upon it in a different way. There will be something else that I will ask you to write within the book once a day, 15 minutes, and this is for you. This is to keep you kind of flowing in a, in a thinking of the spiritual stuff that is going on. Within your reality, and it's not going to take a long time to do it. I'm ta- I'm asking for only 15 minutes a day, and if you choose not to do it, that's totally up to you. But what you've done with with coming to all of these circles is to kind of um, start generating a spiritual, um, a greater spiritual philosophy within your reality. And I don't want to I don't want to let go of seven weeks of a lot of hard work, <laughs> so so every week there will be an assignment for that week and and you write it in your journal and and then yeah they have comp books at Walmart for a dollar yeah it's it, <laughs> don't don't get something expensive get something that you can write in and scribble in and draw in or and do a shopping list if you have to do it in it but but it's important to every day have just a few minutes that you're allowing the spirit to sort of speak to you, that you're allowing yourself to focus on a more spiritual level of what's going on within you and your reality. And, and you, you know, you, you will look upon it at first as silly, but I promise you it will work as hard for you as you work for it. If you choose to do it, you're gonna find that changes are subtly taking place. If you choose to not do it, that's okay too. You know, I will be back here with all sorts of great stuff, you know, second week in January um and we'll keep going um, I love this. so you can go to my son's room and pick whatever you want. um yeah, no, just go buy a cheap one but but there is there there's a lot. Um, of ground yet for us to cover, as far as you know, the foundation for the spiritual practitioner. And all of you are spiritual practitioners. You're all working in whatever level you're working in. You're all really consciously trying to to reach for that wonderful spiritual energy that is there for us to utilize. And you know, in, in times like this, when the economy sucks and there's all sorts of chaos and corruption going on it's important to have the kind of um, security and stability that, that the spiritual philosophy gives you. Now, it, it's not going to solve the problems of the world, but it will give you a better outlook and philosophy and perception on your reality, and it will bring a greater joy and happiness into your, into your life beyond your, your imagination. Now, um, I want to go just a little bit into... I, I have something that is that is um that that I kind of created myself and I found it really, really works and it's it's fun. It's almost it's almost a game. So um we've talked about, you know, just briefly here about about the different um you know, I, I read really, really fast through the um chakra meanings and things like that and what I what I really want to share with you is that that I have found um in my extensive research um with the colors that I have attributed to the chakras which would be you know red orange yellow blue green purple white I have found that while while they they are and again I want to say they are all equal. Um the the chakras as far as their their energy goes, they are all equal. If yes, they're depicted with lotuses of different petals, but that's only to differentiate between them. So that so that if you're looking at the chakra system, you're not looking at you know the, the root chakra being very slow and the crown chakra being very high they spin as far as i can tell and as far in my experience they spin at the same velocity each of them and sometimes one will not be spinning as great as the others, and it could have a great deal to do with what's going on in your life at that time. But for the most part, they, they have a consistent rhythm, a consistent spin. They create a vortex of energy you, that, that, that enables you, that gives you the potential to draw that much cosmic energy into your life. And, and, and cosmic energy is the coolest stuff in the world. It absolutely is. And, and it is invigorating and it is joyful and it is celebrative and it's just, it's just really cool. Um, okay, so they spin at the same velocity except when there is a blockage. I, I want to reiterate, um, your chakras, none of them are ever blocked. They, they may spin more slowly, but oftentimes that is because of something emotional that is going on in your life. Quite often, um, abused um, abused people find, you'll find that their their throat chakra is not spinning with the same velocity as the others because they are afraid to speak and and they need to just work through that fear and once that fear is worked through then, then the momentum returns but they are never blocked solid they, they are always spinning that, that is just a part of the life force within us so they, they cannot be stopped I mean if your if your chakras were stopped you'd be dead. So um I have found though that um after the spirit has left the body the 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 chakras do spin down because there is no life force opening up That's a good way of looking at it. When a person is born, when they when when the breath of life has been given them and that's usually in the womb um the it, it, if if you look at the the chakra as almost like a tornado with the pointy part of it aiming at your body and the wide open mouth aiming towards the universe that's what it's like you are pulling down you are pulling in cosmic energy into your field of energy so that you can use it and and if for some reason um, there is anxiety or, or or hurt or trauma. The mouth of the vortex closes slowly, slowly, and 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 very shallowly. It doesn't it doesn't all the way close, but it does narrow some. So you're not getting as much energy to that particular part of your of your physicality. But but it 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 never 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 shuts down totally. Never ever ever ever. You you can you can shock it you can scare it but but it's always going to be there it's it's like a mother's love <laughs> it never goes away it sometimes is questioning but it never ever goes away now um a long time ago um yeah my long time ago is getting further and further and further away it's a little scary um i i taught a class on chakras and one of the things that that i learned um yeah i learned um is that um with each of these chakras you know I, I mean people people use them for all sorts of different um different ways and different reasons you know they talk about throat chakra and speech and yada yada and they talk about um they they talk about chakras in weird ways i've never understood the use for any of the stuff to tell you the truth you know this color represents this fine what what can you do with it and and my my um my my issue what i was looking for was how can i teach the chakras so people truly understand them and 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 give them a better personal Uh, relationship to them so get ready (laughs) i discovered and have tested so this 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 is valid Uh, i i discovered that that each of these chakras represents a different level of consciousness now i don't mean i don't mean at all that that you know uh, the lower is dumb and the higher is smart. It's just a different channel of, con- of of consciousness. If 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 your whole body is a radio, each each chakra would be a different station. All equal, and 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 that's that's I think the most important thing. I really have to pound at you. No matter how you differentiate the colors, no matter how you you look at them, no matter how what, what labels you want to put on them, they are all. Absolutely um, equal, and they are all absolutely vital to your well-being. None is better than the other, or worse than the other. I know that's not a word. Um, they are they are absolutely equal. So if we look at the the color spectrum, I found that with each chakra. We're going to go with the colors that, that, are, that are basically the given, you know, the red, orange, yellow, blue, green, purple. Um, okay, wait, so how would one best assist another in explaining how together we can work on opening up to the greater energy of spirit? Would there be a color necessary or simply intent on the point of the body? Intent. But, but if you need to have a color to focus better, put a color there. So, so that, but, but please understand something here, and here's something that's very important. Um, you, can, you can work wonders with your own chakras, absolutely. You can absolutely um, change your life with your own chakras. However, you have no right nor ability to interfere or intervene with the chakra system of someone else. If they are having trouble, it's because of an emotional problem within themselves. They need to address their own emotionality. You cannot, I mean, you can try your damnedest, but you cannot make changes within another person. That's something that they have to do. Make changes in yourself, absolutely. Find something that isn't, isn't chugging along the way you want it to. Investigate why, change it, and get your... Get your um, Get your velocity up again. But, but if you're going to be working with energy, if you're going to be working with Reiki energy, you're not going to be working on the chakras. You're going to be working on the physical body. There's a big difference here. You, we have no power. To, the, these, these energy vortexes are connected to the soul energy, are connected to the higher consciousness, are connected to the cosmos and God. We have no right to play with anybody else's and and so if somebody you know asks you for help you can you can ask them where they feel blocked and then you can ask them what's going on in their lives in that particular aspect you can try to talk them through understanding what's going on within their physical life but you you absolutely have no you you can you can try all you want all you're going to do is frustrate yourself um with reiki you can send energy to the physicality of the body and the, and that does help and there is healing and there there is lots of stuff that goes on okay yes the power is within you darn straight okay so every one of the chakras represents a radio station and represents a different level of consciousness not 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 a better or a worse one, but a different level of consciousness. And each of those levels of consciousnesses has a vocabulary that goes along with it. And if you look at, um, let's look at the first chakra, and, and that, you know, survival and security. And, and I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, step back a second and say each of us has a chakra that we are more comfortable with than than the others. Each of us has a chakra that we kind of go on automatic on. Are we able to, to flip between the different chakras and the different vocabularies connected to them? We are, but we don't. And if you if you understand that there's a different language with each of them and all of us have one that we are very comfortable in more so than others, it would stand to reason that, um, for instance, if, if Eric is more comfortable in his third chakra and I am more comfortable in my fifth chakra, um, if I'm trying to talk to him with the language of my chakra, he's not going to be understanding me as clearly as if I took my vocabulary to his chakra level. And I'm going to give you an example of that. Um those people who uh, my my favorite example is a, is this workshop that I did um, uh I, I had people um I put colors of the chakras out on a table uh in in little pieces of flannel, and I had everybody pick their favorite color because normally our favorite color really does resonate to the chakra we are most comfortable in piece of cake real easy, so one man picked red and he put it on his shoulder and another lady picked purple and put it on her shoulder. And I paired them up and I said, okay, there's a, there's a vocabulary that goes along with each of those colors. I want you to solicit money from your partner and then I want them to get their money back. And so this woman looked at this man and she started a couple times and then she finally stopped and she, I said, look at, the color he's wearing, he's telling you what, l- what language to use. And she said, um, I'm collecting money so that the local prostitutes can have physical examinations once a week and not spread venereal disease. And he looked at her and he took out his wallet and he gave her 20 bucks. He said, yeah, that's a good idea. And so I said to him, okay, now get your money back. And so he looked at her and, and oh, he, said, he said, this is easy. The local prostitutes... And and I said, wait a minute, look where she's coming from. She's coming from her third eye. She's coming from um, a, a spiritual place. She doesn't care about prostitutes. So so, how are you going to get your money back? Because she can walk away with this money if you don't get it back. I won't let her give it back to you unless you really solicit it appropriately. And he stood there for, oh gosh, five minutes, and he finally looked at her and said, okay, I'm collecting money to set up a meditation site on the shore so people can go there and communicate with those that have passed over. And she gave him his 20 bucks back. So each of the chakras has a different language you would use. Now, it's real easy to figure out where somebody's coming from by how they dress, by how they talk, by how they walk, by how, you know, it's very easy. And if you want to make your point, if you want to get across a point, you have to understand not how you're saying something, but what language are they listening to, what vocabulary are they listening to. If I were going to um, explain something to Eric who, we, who we're saying is, 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 um, is yellow, is third chakra, I would probably try to intellectually explain to him why something is wise for him to do. I would, I would use terms like, um, this enables you to enhance yourself more greatly, it will open you to spirituality to a greater degree, it, it not only enhances your understanding of situations, it gives you, e- it gives you even better communication. And and if he was going to try to talk to me, he he was going to come at, at at a creative, in a creative direction. Um, this is something that that, um, that that most people don't understand. And and oh, from the heart, I would collect money to fund a guy in Florida who's trying to feed the homeless. Yeah, from the heart, absolutely but but see there there are you have to understand your your audience you have to understand who you're talking to when i when i did um w- when i was working in the church when i was in the pulpit if i had a point i wanted to make i made sure i said the same thing in in several different ways to make sure that that it hit the the most the majority of the of the um Vocabularies that people were using, and it doesn't mean that they aren't well educated it just means that you know those people coming from root chakra are coming from survival so so if if I was talking to a whole bunch of people if I was trying to sell somebody a car and I could recognize they were coming from from the root chakra that that, that was where they were most comfortable, I would go into the dependability, I would go into the safety I would go into the you know Things will will you know you'll you'll get through you know uh, a radioactive field and nothing will touch you so so true language we speak really is colored yes, it is and and for those people who who go bar hopping who go bar hopping, um, I'm not sure that's still done but but for those who do, and if you're looking for someone interesting to um to talk to and and you know for possibilities then then what you're going to do is try to figure out where they're coming from and and you know if you can't figure it out by how they're dressed and what they're wearing and the colors they they have on you just ask them first of all what color they love and then what color they hate the color they love is where they're most they most probably are and the color they hate is the is the chakra that is the least developed so that would be that would be the language that that they would you know really not want to even play with so that so that if someone is coming say say they said red you'll know that they're survival and they're they're basically out for themselves and self protection um okay so i don't cr- but hey give me a buzz okay so, so what you're looking for is someone whose favorite color. Women uh, would would be blue or purple, or green, because that's healing, and and that's loving and that's caring. Um, you know, if 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 they hate orange, then then you can be pretty sure that they they really aren't looking for a relationship. So, so this gives you a way of gauging people. And and yes, it's judging, and you you use a lot of other things too. I'm sure, but but. If you understand that, that the colors people most regularly wear are those colors that they are most comfortable in because they resonate to that level, that vocabulary that that, that they're, they've got inside them, you know how to approach them. Um, and, and you can even do this with, with people who wear uniforms. You take a look at the car they drive. You take a look at um, the home they live in. And, and you can figure out which vocabulary to use to get your point across, to to have um, to have a, a valid conversation and and to um, to understand you know to get your points across better more effectively and black black is easy. Um, first of all, first of all, a lot of corporate people wear black because it's, it's easy. And so, so if somebody is wearing black constantly, then, and they don't have to, then they're trying to fade into the woodwork and they don't want to be seen. So it would be pretty hard probably to, um, to, to, to find a vocabulary that, that would work best with them, probably survival, I would think. But, but you can look, if, if, if they're wearing primarily black, take a look at their shoes, their accessories, and, you know, how they, how they appear to be coiffed. Um, if somebody is very simple and very plain, they're probably coming from the root chakra um and i don't mean plain not pretty but i mean they they're keeping themselves as simple as they can so that people don't notice them um and and you know i i hate to go into the browns but but browns really are earthy people that are that are you know grounded and um so so that but but do your own homework and see how this works. It's really phenomenal. And and it works especially if you're in a relationship and you're finding communication isn't really going the way you want to. Um, take a look at maybe you're not using the right vocabulary to communicate. We, have, we all have an amazing vocabulary within us. And, and we function best on automatic, whatever that is. And and so um you know it it's it's you have the capacity to move up and down the whole place and it's it's a good exercise to figure out where your strongest point is and where your weakest point is and that for half an hour a day go to the vocabulary of that weakest point and sort of work that vocabulary up so that there's a greater flow of energy to that particular area um so that so that you know, it, it's use the colors. Use them to understand the vocabulary of the spirit that, that they're linked to. Because, because this is, as far as I'm concerned, this is the best way of, of letting chakras work for you i mean it's it, it, it's not it 's not that all spiritual stuff is supposed to work for you but but understanding a chakra system and understanding where they are in your body is a cool thing but if you don't have any way of using the information in your physical in your everyday life um it becomes a moot point and and so you know you've got to understand that that um and and i think there there's a lot of um there's a lot of information on the website of all of these. And I, I don't know what more I can actually add to it. I'd love for you to play with it. But but do understand that, and, and you know, if somebody is always in pastels and you go to the jewel tone. Oh, stop it, stop it, stop it. I have a cat typing, sorry. um, No, no, oh, that was my cat. That was not me. Um. <sighs> I, I think one of the, the the most fun things it was baby. Um, one of the most fun things with the colors is is understanding by listening to people and how they talk, you understand where they're coming from, and quite often, quite often, um, it's it's you know I think I think I get the most fun from um, and and you listen to how people are talking. Okay, wait, can you talk about the association of crystals with the chakras? Um, well, somebody along the way put put crystals in with the chakras and the colors for the chakras and says that the that it activates them. I have never found that the case. I love crystals; they make me feel good um i i I love rose quartz i i I, I love you know, diamonds, emeralds and, and rubies too. But um for me I have found that, that crystals I love crystals. I have I, I do gem casting. I have a whole pouch of gemstones and when I do the reading from the gemstones I, I use their colors um to um to identify you know the chakras and and the aspects of of you know of those colors, I use the colors of the stones, not the stones themselves. Uh, there are lots of people that do believe that certain stones are stop it, jeez, um wait, gotta hide the keyboard um that that you know it's either certain colors or certain kinds and and you know if if it works for you, that's fabulous you know, go buy it. <laughs> Yes, she does have an opinion. She has been fed. I my dad. um i i um the only the only crystal slash stone I have ever found truly 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 absolutely worked was rhodochrosite and um i uh- w- one of the Sunday sessions in church, I gave everybody uh a rose quartz heart. And, and, um, part of, part of, it wasn't a sermon. It was a. I sh- I never gave sermons. I, I don't know enough to sermonize, but I, but I can share personal experience for sure. Um, and I had them take the, take the quartz heart in their hand and clutch it tightly, clutch it so tightly that, that, that their knuckles got white. And, and I say, keep clutching it till I tell you to let go of it. And, um, and they did and i said now now your hands beginning to hurt right and and you know everybody agreed it was and i said now if you clutch it love that way if you try to hold it and restrict it it's going to give you white knuckles and you can't hold something like love i said now open your hand up and just just let the heart lie there in the palm of your hand and and they did and i said now see when you have an open hand when your palm is open and you're not clutching it warms to your touch and it whole and it stays with you Um yeah yeah no rotocry- no these were these were rose quartz um the, the stone that 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 um yeah yeah when you try to squeeze love it does stomp it out <laughs> well it doesn't let it grow anyhow Rhodochrosite is the only um crystal um Semi precious stone that I have ever found truly, truly, truly worked for me. I had a rhodochrosite heart for. um I was at a psychic fair. Oh God, forty years ago, and there was a jeweler there. It was a slow day at the fair, and so I was I was shopping, and I I knew the knew the guy that was at the table that was selling the things, and and I. I saw the heart and it was pretty pink and you want you want jewel quality gem quality rhodochrosite you don't want just every you you want gem quality rhodochrosite and um i said so how does this work and he said oh it attracts relationships and i said really and he said absolutely you have to be discerning but it attracts relationships and so i picked it up and i put it around my neck and i said well let's see how it does between now and the end of the day and um I got asked out by three different people that day and I hadn't had a date in years. And and I went back and paid for the for the necklace and and I did wear it forever and ever and ever. I mean, um so so wrote a, and, and I will admit it does attract relationships, but you have to be discerning. Uh you have to understand that that again, there's there's if you believe in something, it does work so that so that rhodochrosite is the only gemstone I have ever found that for me, did it. Um, I do believe that crystals are very much like tools, they're like pendulums, they're like cards. they will work um and and manifest as much as the power that you give them. so if you believe that um a stone has a quality and and if you truly believe it and the the you know your belief system is radiating from you it's not really the stone that's bringing into your life the things that you're looking for it's it's your intent and your intentions and your intensity but but if it took the stone to trigger that then that's just fine um i i you know i i am not um i love crystals i have them all over the house i think they're so pretty it's just it's amazing um but but it, they don't have any power unless you put it into them and uh it, it's you you know they say that that uh oh crap what is it that, that is good for grounding um right out of my head but but you know there are there are there are stones that, that you know people say you know you, you should have the rose quartz and you should have turquoise is great for healing and i mean there there's there there are there are books P, hematite thank you deb hematite is good for grounding um okay or obsidian obsidian as well but but it's it it all <laughs> branded iron is good for grounding yes um, it's, it's what you put into it. It's what you believe in. So, so it's your belief system. It's what, it's what your ego, your consciousness is telling you. And your higher consciousness helps you to, to generate that energy. And, and if they work, it's because you've made them work, not because they had energy in and of themselves. Now, they do have energy but um yes it's intent 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 you know this is you know i believe this is going to be lucky for me and i believe it and i'm going to hold on to it and it is going to be lucky for me but understand too that it becomes a tool and if you if you um if you rely more on the tool than yourself it becomes a crutch and then it's not healthy so, yeah, you get back what you put out, absolutely. Um, it's like Tinkerbell. If we all believed and clapped in her, then she would be able to to, to survive the poison that she she had, and, and therefore she would live. And it was our belief in, in fairies saved her life. So um, it, stones are wonderful. They're beautiful. I love them. I collect them. But I don't give them any power. I mean, I you know, I'll I'll handle them. I'll hold them. I'll uh, I have a worry stone that I love to worry with. It's wonderful, but but the reality is, it's inside of you, and it's what you put into the stone. If you hold the stone and you you charge it with your own energy and you say this is going to be good luck, I know this is going to be good luck, then then it becomes good luck for you. But it's because your power is there, not because the stone is you know. A lucky stone so so it's it's totally absolutely up to you i I would love for you to play with putting your understanding of the vocabulary of the of the different chakras, um putting some words with each of the chakras, understanding the kind of words that you would use for each of them um, so that so that so that you have a better understanding of the different Ways that you would you would express yourself if you were talking from that particular chakra. Um, I've helped lawyers to chart their juries, and and basically I would take you know the, the uh, circles for the jury and because they always sat in the same places in the jury box, and I would I would co- color them in where you know which chakra they were coming from most most normally pardon me, just from their interviews and how they were dressed so that the lawyer knew that if he was trying to make an, an intellectual point, he knew which jury member to focus on and, and to look at. And he knew which, you know, and if he was, if he was do, dealing with something that was very emotional, um, you know, he could tell his client which, which jury member to, to look at and catch their eye when he was talking because what happens is if you are if you are talking to a person not at a person they know it and there's suddenly a, a bond of recognition and a feeling of connection and and that can <laughs> yeah it does work um that can actually among other things it can hang a jury if it's important to be hung or whatever but but you have to understand that this is this is an amazing tool. You can use it in so many different places. So that so that I, I absolutely um strongly urge you to um take a look at the website and, and look at the, the, the stuff that, that I've given you because it does give you some ideas to the vocabularies that you might use. Um in some cases I think that, I guess it's on the website, there's the I am and you are and we are, um, so, that, so that you know kind of where where they are saying consciousness comes from and where consciousness is and and, you know, thereby is the vocabulary that goes with it. So that the best speaker out there is a speaker who is able to put their points across in many different ways so that everyone hears the same message and and make you know you make sure that 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 everything is getting across not just not just you know the the um the wonderful vocabulary that you bring into a situation but but also the um the subtleties that go along with it um it it is it is a profound interesting exciting amazing uh tool to use And not everybody, not many people, um, utilize it as strongly as they could slash should. And, and it does, it does give you an upper hand in many cases. And it does give you another way of looking at reality and expressing yourself. I mean, the more able you are to reach into and utilize speaking in colors used to be called swearing. (laughs) Yeah, it did. But seriously, take some time and and figure this out because it it is it is amazing. Sit back and you know I, I I would take a group of people to the local mall and sit with them and have coffee someplace and we would as people walked by we would say okay. Where would you say that woman would be, you know, in her automatic? And, and if, you, if you're just listening to people talk, it takes a little longer. But but on blog talk, I have found it's fascinating to listen to people talking and, and trying to figure out just where, they, where they're coming from. How can I, if, if I'm reading them, um, what vocabulary do I use so that the information gets through to them? And and it's it's very important because the more you are able to understand your audience, the greater the message you can give, and that's that's really important for those of of you who are um, working with spirit, who are working with. Talking to other people and giving messages to Um, them—it's—it's—it's—you know—if you're coming from a highly intellectual place and you're speaking to someone who is—who is coming from from the root chakra, you're not going to make your point. But but if you if you can take what you're getting and put it in a vocabulary that they resonate to, then then you're wonderful and you know it's it's just it's an amazing it's an amazing tool and um it it feels as though it's something that that you know you you guys would have a lot of fun with and um and and certainly during the break you have nothing better to do with your time right <laughs> okay i have talked myself out on chakras do you have any questions what's the name of the eighth chakra okay that was i think he, they called it let me go back and see because the eighth chakra is called the aura its essence is radiance and its location is the electromagnetic field surrounding the physical body and that would be the etheric body so and its color is white so um i i it's in the material i sent you by the way um so if you have any questions, I would be happy to answer them. Um if you have any suggestions for other subjects that we could cover. I mean, I have quite a few that we're going to go into, but but I'm always open for suggestions. Um yes, it's also it is, it's also called the soul star chakra. Um I as a matter of fact, I've only found that eighth chakra in in one of the one of the things that I um in the halo chakra. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, bright. You can you can change your colors, just so long as you stay consistent. You don't want to confuse your higher consciousness. If you if you want to shift your colors around, go right ahead and shift them around, <laughs> but stay consistent with it. Make sure that that you have um, absolutely um, sort of programmed yourself so that so that. That's so that your higher consciousness understands where your lower consciousness is going. Um, it's, it's, um, it's something that will take a while, but I would, I would, I would absolutely think that, that, you know, you should be able to figure it out after a while. And, and, you know, if your color spectrum is different from somebody else's, then while you're, if you're talking to them or if you're working with them, then, then you, you want to make sure that, um that that you 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 don 't say the red chakra or the blue chakra you say the first chakra or the or the fifth chakra so that you 're giving them the number of the chakras um, and and you're um you're sort of uh you know you you, you are um you know everybody understands the numbers it's It's the colors that will you know throw them off if you if your color spectrum is different from my color spectrum um that could be confusing so long as you tell me you're talking about the you know the fifth chakra i'm I'm with you, and when I say fifth chakra in my mind, I see the blue and um oh. Yeah, Glennis, that's a really good idea. And and you know what's really fun? Uh, she said I would love one day to have a discussion about talking with children about their ideas, thoughts, perceptions of hearing, seeing, and comfort zone with spirit. Something that's very very fascinating. If you if you give a child or an adult a box of crayons that doesn't have black, brown, gray in it, it just has the jewel tones, just has the chakra colors, and you tell them to scribble you'll be able to figure out what chakra is most active and what chakra is not active. And and so um, it gives you an idea as to how to talk to them because kids will go to the, the color they're most comfortable with. That's the chakra that's most open. That's the language you use. And and it, it's really easy. It's a wonderful, 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 wonderful tool to use. You can use it you can use it socially, you can use it educationally, you can use it privately. Um, if you find that, that you have and, and actually one of your one of your assignments um somewhere along the next seven weeks is going to be um to to run off some mandelas for coloring and to color uh, at least one mandela uh a night for the whole week and then take a look at what colors you use the most and what colors you use the least, because that's going to truly tell you which which of your chakras is actually more open than the others. So, um, you know, it's it's a way of um, understanding where you're coming from on a subtle level as opposed to, you know, trying to think, okay, what's my favorite color? What am I using the most? Stuff like that. Um, when you're coloring shot, when you're coloring Mandela's, when you've, you know, run off the of Mandela's to col- color and stuff like that, um and you sit for 15 20 minutes of an evening and you color and you can watch TV while you're doing this you can talk on the phone i you know it's not something that you have to you know meditate your way into or pray before or anything like that because it has nothing to do with that it has to do with what you are going to automatically pull that that feels right to you and feels natural to you and and so the colors will um will absolutely jump out at you and you'll really know where you're where you're where your strongest um, vocabulary comes from, and then you'll know what, you know. A color that that I often avoid is is the orange. I don't particularly like orange, but um, it is the birthing as, aspect within us. It is a very creative color, and I I find it difficult to start projects. But once I start them, then then I'm dedicated and I keep going with them. But I have to force myself at first because orange is not a color that I like. I won't wear it um so, so you know, just just understand that um no, you don't think about the color, you just look and and when it, especially if you're coloring mandelas you you pick the color for the space you you don't think about what the color means, you put the color with the color that it it belongs with that's all and and once you've done five or six, then um. Then, then, then you kind of look at them all and, and you see what is the predominant color you've used, what color have you not used. Um, it tells you a lot about yourself. Um, and, and I think something that a long time ago, I remember when I sat in a spiritual development circle, um, there were people there that said, well, I, I'm, I'm more focused on my higher chakras because I'm a far more spiritual person. Reality is that, that unless you are balanced, um, it, it doesn't you know you don't go anywhere you need to have your lower chakras fully functional because that's how you ground yourself to the earth mother and so that's 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 actually off, oftentimes where you pull energy up from the earth um you know the top three chakras you pull them down from the cosmos and and so that so that you are blending ener- energy of the earth and energy of the of of the cosmos and and you are than turning it into your own prana, and you are sharing it with the universe. So, um, you know, not being crazy about love only tells you you're not particularly crazy about uh, not love. Red, red uh, is, is that maybe the survival stuff is is not something that you really want to focus on. You you would rather not, but but that's an important aspect of you that you you need to kind of bring into balance. Um, Pinks are a um a shade of the red. So so it's um it's it's loving energy for sure, but it's also survival oriented. So uh you know, those pastels that come you if if it's a pastel you like then you go to the jewel tone it comes from. So um it's really fun. It's a phenomenal exercise to to think of the vocabularies that go with the different chakras and and to write down words and thoughts um i I, I developed a chakra game that's lots of fun, but you have to be in person to play it, or it doesn't work. but um setting you loose with vocabulary and saying, you know, pay attention, work on work on the different vocabularies for the different chakras. I will be sending you out on Monday. Your very, 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 very first assignment, please get a, a loose-leaf notebook so that you can, you can write once a week for at least 15 minutes and, and so, that, so that you keep the energy flowing. I certainly, on my part, will do the same thing. And um, I will. So when are you coming to PA? <laughs> we can play. Um, I'm not far from Pennsylvania. I'm in Connecticut. Chakra game okay chakra game i um went to home depot and i looted their paint chip thing and i got seven i got i got seven chips of each of the chakra colors um and i put them all together and i created a deck of um a deck of cards and uh I, I, I had uh, phrases in the center of the circle. I, I, I shuffled them and I dealt them out, so everybody had seven cards. And in the center of the circle, I had phrases like, what kind of house would a person from this conscious level of consciousness have, for instance? And each person in their turn would have to take one of their cards, put it face down on the table, and describe the house that, that would come from that color uh, the vocabulary that came from that color so if they had red they would be talking about a cinder block house that had barbed wire all around it and a security system and german shepherd dogs in the yard and and if if the other people could guess the color that they were talking from then they could leave the 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 card at the center of the table and um somebody who who um who had purple down and and you're describing their house, you would say, "Well, there are water fountains around, and there are crystals everywhere and um the doors are always open because um you know life is great and fine and 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 spiritual you don't you don't say spiritual because that would give it away, and yes, for they might live in a cave absolutely <laughs> um and and you know uh blue would be you know uh, color coordinated things it would be gardens everywhere it would be a very creative yard it would you know you have that kind of stuff so that so that so that and and you know describing the kind of house they would live in describing uh how would they describe a tree uh to somebody coming from the yellow the intellectual it would be oh um this tree gives you this many running yards of wood this can be it can be logged here and it will it will get you this much money because you know this is what this kind of tree is offering on the market today um if you were describing a tree from um the 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 red chakra the the first chakra you would you would say that the the firewood from this tree can keep you warm for at least three months it will provide you know uh comfort for us it will cook our food it will keep the animal life away if you're looking towards the um the uh, throat chakra it would be um it's it's its branches wave in the breezes and it rustles it whispers it's its spiritual message to us so so you can see how how the description of lots of different items would 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 be different coming from the different vocabularies um, process of turning the chakras into small okay glennis is there a specific manner in which you would advise one to go through a process. Of tuning the chakras in a small amount of time, perhaps with sound, know that there are many around. Is there one recommended above all others? Absolutely, the one that works best for you is the one you should do. Um, whatever works best for you, it's it's a it's an absolutely personal thing. Um, I, I some people do it with music, some people do it with tuning forks, some people do it with meditation, some people just do it. Um, it's a very personal thing, Glennis. You're going to have to try on a whole bunch of stuff and <laughs> go from there. I couldn't possibly tell you you know what shoes to buy. Uh I don't have your feet, so uh you know, try them all on. Whatever fits is the one you use. So guys, um, we're going to go have some dinner, at least I am. I bet Deb is too. um i I hope you all have great holidays if you have any questions at all i'm not going any place you can always email me or pick up the skype or whatever um and uh you know keep in touch you know those of you that are that are still doing the um the writing i'm still here still send it i don't want you to stop that if you're doing the writing keep keep writing and um i will send you your assignments on the on the the Monday of every week, and we'll get back and we'll compare notes. Um, I'm not going to ask you to re-sign up. Uh, I just will assume that, that, you know, you'll want to play again for another seven weeks or eight weeks. So I will see you after the holidays. Stay safe, stay well, stay healthy. And um, we will see you next year.